already to start uh, the, the winter retreat. When we speak of uh, dwelling <coughs> in the present moment, we speak about um, life, because life uh, can be uh, can be get in touch only in the present moment. mất hứng rồi I said that I lost my inspiration When we speak about uh, uh, dwelling in the present moment, we speak about uh, living deeply every moment of our daily life. There is a tendency to uh, lose the present moment. And that tendency, uh, that uh, habit of uh, running, has been there for a long time. 
And that is why uh, we tend to be carried away by our worries, our thinking. Uh, We think of uh, many things, of too many things, and that prevent us to be there in the present moment and getting deeply in touch with uh, life. You know that our body has uh, a capacity of uh, healing itself. And if we know how to allow our body to be free from tension, if we know how to allow our body to to be relaxed, and our body will naturally know how to uh, how to heal itself. And true, uh, true relaxation can only be obtained when we are free. When we are free from that tendency to run, to run away from the present moment. Uh, scientists of our time have discovered that um, if uh, if uh, we give our body a chance to be to be free, to be relaxed, in the body will be uh, our devel- our body will develop uh, the capacity of uh, self healing. So the the basic uh, condition for healing is uh, is uh, to free our body from uh, pressure, from uh, tension, from uh, stress, and this cannot be done without um, uh, releasing our our worry our tendency to to run to the future, to be caught in our projects, our worries. There is a, a kind of uh, internal conversation uh, inside of us. Mental, a mental discourse that is going on all the time, day and night. 
and that mental discourse uh, pull us, pull us in many directions. And when we are pulled away by our mental discourses in um, different directions like that, our body remains under stress, under tension. It cannot be truly, uh, it cannot be truly relaxed. And that is why uh, to help uh, stop that uh, mental uh, discourse in us is very crucial. Otherwise, we will be the victims. We continue to be victims of our worries, our speculations, our anxiety, our fear, our anger, our jealousy because the mental uh, discourse uh, brings all of that uh, to us. After a long day of uh, work, you like to enjoy uh, resting. Uh, It's time to, uh, to go to rest. And you know that uh, it's very nice to, it's wonderful to lie uh, peacefully in your bed and to allow your body to rest, to allow our mind to rest. We know that, but we are unable to rest. Our body doesn't want to rest. Our body does not, is not capable of resting. And also our mind doesn't want to rest. Our mind is not capable of resting. And therefore mind and body uh, go together. Uh, venture in many directions and with uh, the mental discourse is always going on. It's a pity that uh, the bed is warm, soft. And we have uh, six, seven, eight hours in front of us in order to rest. It's a pity that we cannot rest, we cannot uh, enjoy resting allowing our body and our mind to rest because our body needs resting in order to recuperate uh, itself. Our mind also needs uh, resting. You cannot say that uh, someone is uh, Someone forbid us to rest. In fact, we have uh, several hours in in uh, in front of us to rest. We have eight hours or ten hours, maybe. We don't have anything to do. 
conditions are sufficient for us to allow our body and our mind to rest. But we cannot rest. And therefore the healing cannot take place. Mindfulness tells us that uh, the conditions uh, for resting are there. You are free. You don't, you, are, you don't have anything to do now. The bed is warm, soft. You don't have a cold. You can enjoy lying in your bed and relax and go to sleep. The Buddha tells us, my child, why don't you enjoy practicing mindful breathing, breathing in. I know I am breathing in, breathing out. I know I am breathing out. Breathing in, I am fully aware of my in-breath. Breathing out, I am fully of my out-breath. Breathing in, I enjoy breathing in and breathing out I enjoy breathing out that is exactly what we need in order to be able to stop our mental discourse to touch uh, the wonderful conditions of happiness that are really there and we can uh, begin to rest Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I know I'm breathing out. That is not hard work. That is a matter of enjoyment. Whether you are in a sitting position or lying position, uh, breathing in, breathing out mindfully, and enjoy your in-breath and out-breath, that's a matter. That is uh, a matter of uh, enjoyment. And when uh, you enjoy your in-breath, your out-breath, you become free. Free from your thinking. Free from the tendency to pull you away. And that moment, at that moment, your body is relaxed. The body begins to heal itself. It's so simple. It's so easy.
when you practice uh, mindful walking, you enjoy every step uh, you make. And when you truly enjoy the steps you make, becoming truly aware of every step you make, and then the mental discourse uh, will stop. And relaxation is possible during the time of walking. So during the time uh, you enjoy walking like that, uh, healing becomes possible because your body and your mind are free. Freedom is uh, the ground of uh, the foundation of healing. And freedom here means freedom from tension, from stress, from uh, being caught in your worries, your fear. The training is uh, is to to learn how to to enjoy every every moment of our daily life. When you drink uh, your tea, your coffee, drink your tea or your coffee properly. Bring all your mind and your body into the fact, into the awareness of uh, drinking your tea and your coffee, and not uh, let, not to let uh, yourself be carried away by your projects, your thinking about the past or the future. That is the training. And we know that each of one is capable of drinking uh, his or her tea like that. That is a training, that is a practice. And you know very well that uh, when you feel the pleasure of breathing in and out, of making a step, of uh, drinking a cup of tea, when the pleasure pleasure is truly there, uh, your practice is a good practice, is correct. If uh, there is no pleasure, that's not true practice. You enjoy deeply breathing in, breathing out. You enjoy deeply making steps. You enjoy deeply uh, drinking your tea. And when you breathe like that, you walk like that, you drink like that, you are free in your body, in, in your mind. The mental discourse is no longer there. You are released. And therefore, your mind and your body is on the process of healing. You are the best uh, physician 
for yourself. And you should be generous to yourself. Allow yourself more time of freedom. This practice is the practice of freedom. We speak of the historical dimension and the ultimate dimension. But we know that these two dimensions are not separate. When you touch, uh, you really touch the historical dimension. You touch also the ultimate dimension. When you drink your tea, in full, in mindfulness, in true mindfulness. You are truly alive. You are with uh, the moment. You are touching yourself and the tea deeply. And the present moment becomes uh, eternity. If you are truly there, if you know how to sink deeply into the present moment, And then that moment of drinking tea is both the historical dimension and the ultimate dimension at the same time. It's it's like a, a wave going up. The time when the wave is going up, if the wave realizes that she is water, and then she goes up, but she, 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 is, she is the water. It's very nice, very wonderful to know that you are going up as water and not just as a wave. The wave may go up only as a wave. But that will imply a fear, because going up like that will uh, will be followed by going down. And when uh, the the wave going down is going down, uh, she may be victim of uh, fear of uncertainty. But if, uh, if the wave, uh, while going up, realizes that she is water, and then the joy of going up will be many times uh, bigger, more important. And then when she begins to go down, well, that joy will not diminish because uh, she knows that uh, she's not, not going down only as a wave, she's going down also as water. And the water here um, uh, represents uh, the ultimate dimension. And the wave uh, knows how to live her life as uh, a wave. 
But she also knows how to live uh, the life of uh, water. And she lives uh, the historical dimension and the ultimate dimension at the same time. So when you drink your tea, don't drink it only in the, out- in the historical dimension, but drink your tea in the ultimate dimension. And when you drink your tea in the ultimate dimension, you see that the moment of drinking tea is eternity. It's not just a moment. Eternity. And in the Apatamsaka Sutra, the Buddha speaks of, uh, of uh, the all in the one. Eternity in a moment. And you can touch the identity in each moment. You can touch the all in the one. And that is the art of uh, mindful, deep uh, living. When you walk like that, mindfully, with concentration, every step helps you to touch the historical dimension. You are truly walking. But if uh, the walking is deep, and then you touch also the ultimate dimension at the same time. And for a good practitioner, uh, living each moment means living eternity at the same time. Like the wave, the wave uh, going up, going down. Uh, touching always the water, the foundation of her uh, manifestation as a wave. So every moment of our daily life is an opportunity for us to touch the ultimate dimension, to touch our nature of no birth and no death. And we know that if the mental discourse uh, continue to go on, we will not be able to do so. We have to stop the mental discourse in order to begin to live because the mental discourse means our lack of freedom. We are not free. We allow the mental discourse to carry us away, to carry us back to the past or to the future. We are caught in our projects, our worries, our discrimination, our jealousy, our fear. And when you are capable of touching the ultimate dimension by breathing in, breathing out, or making a step of drinking your tea, you realize that this kind of uh, suffering that you encounter every day uh, 
do not mean much anymore. And you are able, more able to release them. You don't need to fight, to continue the fighting anymore. It's like uh, the story in the Gospel. A farmer discovered a treasure in a field. And he went home and sell everything. And just uh, buy that uh, piece of land with the treasure. When you are able to live uh, with freedom, and taste the joy of uh, of uh, touching the ultimate uh, dimension, and you don't like to engage yourself in that kind of struggle, fighting anymore, that have made you suffer so much in the past. As if uh, you are very uh, high up in the air, and looking down, you see uh, things very differently. You don't see it as uh, important anymore. So lie in your, in your bed. If you are not able to go to sleep, just stay there. Enjoy breathing in, breathing out, deeply. Smile to yourself, smile to the present moment, smile to life, smile to the conditions of happiness that are there, and just enjoy. Embrace the present moment, embrace life. It's a very wonderful moment. Don't worry, even if you don't get enough sleep for tomorrow, well, the fact that you lie down there and enjoy the present moment, enjoy breathing in and out in a warm, uh, your warm bed. That is something. And with that uh, state of uh, body and mind, uh, naturally you go to sleep much more easily than if uh, you continue to turn and turn and turn around for a long time. Instead of turning, turning around, you just uh, embrace yourself. You just embrace your breath, in-breath and out-breath. Smile and enjoy your breathing in, your breathing out. The fact that you are alive, that you are surrounded by many wonders of life. And suddenly you can touch the conditions of happiness that are there. You know that you can do that. And you know that uh, if you live uh, with people who, who, who do that in the daily life, uh, you have the support in order to be able to continue uh, doing that. We have heard enough of uh, the teaching of the Buddha. 
You don't need to listen to a few hundred more Dharma talks. We know that uh, breathing in mindfully and enjoy your in-breath is a true practice. Walking lightly, enjoy every step. Walking mindfully and enjoying every step, that is uh, the practice. We know that uh, washing uh, our bowl after breakfast, uh, drinking our tea mindfully and enjoy it, that is the practice. And since we have tried, and we have uh, we have uh, testified that uh, this is uh, this teaching is true. This practice is effective, and then we just go on, because uh, any one of us who has tried mindful breathing, mindful walking. My um, for drinking our tea knows that we get much more f- freedom and pleasure and uh, calm when you do that. So with that ground of uh, experience, we just continue uh, with the support of the Sangha. And when you go home to your town, to your city, uh, you have the Sangha within yourself. And you know that uh, you are breathing in mindfully, the Sangha is breathing in mindfully with you. The Sangha is not just outside of you, it is inside of you. And you are supported with the Sangha while you walk, when you drive, while you drive, when you prepare uh, your breakfast, etc. And uh, living like that, you have peace, you have uh, happiness. You have the energy of love, understanding, and you can share with those who live uh, close to you, whether they are in the family or in where, or whether they are in the workplace. In China, in Vietnam, there was a time when there is a time when Zen and Pure Land tried to to come together, and the people uh, who uh, who practice uh, Zen would like to approach the people who practice uh, Pure Land.
and the people who practice pure land uh, had also a tendency to approach the people who practice Zen. In Plum Village, we practice uh, Zen, we practice uh, Buddhist meditation using the energy of uh, mindfulness, concentration, and insight to bring about our peace, our happiness, our understanding, our compassion. But we also say that the pure land is available in the here and the now. And every step we take should bring us into the pure land in the here and the now. And we know that uh, the pure land can be only experienced in the here and the now. The pure land is now or never. In the past, they have uh, invented, they have produced a kind of kung an that can be used by both the Zen people and the pure land people. That kung an is very famous, it's still uh, practiced in uh, in China, in Korea, in Vietnam. Who is the person invoking the name of the Buddha? That is uh, the question. Niem Phật Thi Thuy. This is uh, this uh, word niem means mindfulness, means uh, recollection. You bring it back to your mind, keep it alive in your mind as the object of your mind. So uh, the basic meaning is mindfulness, uh, and the the meaning that is used is is. Uh, here is uh, to remember, to recollect, to bring it, to keep it alive in your mind as an object. <coughs> and uh, in the Chinese way of writing, you know, there are this uh, part, the upper part of the the character means uh, present moment, present moment, and the lower part means uh, the mind. The mind going back to the present moment. It means mindfulness. It means uh, recollection. You remember. You keep in mind. You don't forget. And uh, the recollection of the Buddha, Niamhat. There are many ways of. Uh, to recollect, to practice the recollection of the Buddha. One of the ways is repeat, 
recite the name of the Buddha. And uh, you can be, you can practice uh, recollection of the Buddha without uh, reciting the name. You can visualize the Buddha. Uh, many way, many, many ways of of practicing the recollection of the Buddha. And T here means uh, who, who, who. And T means uh, the verb, verb to be, who is, who is the person reciting the name of the Buddha. Who is the person practicing the recollection of the Buddha? So if you are a Zen practitioner, that is the subject of your meditation. You have to find out who is doing that. You who are practicing the recollection of the Buddha, who are you? So this is a subject of practice of both the Zen people and of uh, the practitioner of uh, the Pure Land people. Tell me, you are practicing, you are practicing reciting the name of the Buddha, but tell me, who are the who is the person that is uh, reciting the name of Buddha? It means who are you? You are reciting the name of the Buddha. But tell me who who are you? Of course, uh, there, there has been a lot of uh, discussion on the Kung An, the theme of meditation. And uh, there is a tendency to focus to focus on the who. And the who means uh, the practitioner, the practitioner. You. Who are him? Who are? Who is he? Who is she? The practitioner. The Gaming Temple, which is a, a strong uh, headquarters of the practice of Zen in China, I propose that they shift the the focus to the Buddha. Who is the Buddha? 
because uh, when you ask the question, who is the one who practices uh, recollecting the Buddha, you seem you seem to to be interested in only in in the person in the practitioner but you do not seem to be interested enough in the Buddha. You seem to think that you already know who the Buddha is, you, but you don't know yet who the practitioner is. You see what I mean, try to mean. When you ask that question, you suppose that you already know the Buddha is, but you don't know yet who the practitioner is. Right, so the question is focusing on the you. And the Dongguok University in uh, Seoul, during a Dharma talk, I said something that our translator could not uh, could not translate. I said, if you think you already know the Buddha is. You are wrong. He could not translate. Because uh, everyone seems to know who the Buddha is. What they don't know is themselves. They already know who the Buddha is. What they don't know is themselves. And that is the presupposition of everyone or nearly everyone practicing the Kungan. So the question implies the belief that we, I already know who the Buddha is. What I don't know is you, is the one who is practicing. And in the Sutra, they said that only a Buddha knows who a Buddha is. There is a Chinese uh, story. <laughs> There's two uh, philosophers contemplating fish swimming, and one of them asks, "How joyful are the fish swimming happily? See how how happy they are." And the other said, "You are not a fish. Why don't?" Why do you know that they are happy? It makes sense. <laughs> you are not a fish. Why do you know that they are happy? And the other looking like this and said, You are not me. How do you know that I don't know? <laughs> you are not me. How do you know that I, I do not know? Of course, as a human being, as a human being, we have more opportunity to understand another human being. 
because we have gone through very much the same thing that the other human being has gone through. Despair, fear, craving, loneliness, anger. And if we are born, if we are born a human being, we have more sense to understand other human beings. And yet, when we observe people around us, we see that how much we misunderstand each other. Yes, everyone has suffered very much the same kind of things, and yet we are still not able to understand each other. And we continue to make each other suffer. This is the situation of the world. This is the situation in our own community, in our own family. So it's not uh, enough to say that as a human being, you, you can understand another human being. But how about a Buddha? Do you think that Buddha is capable, is uh, naturally capable of understanding another Buddha? A Buddha is supposed to be someone who has uh, removed the notion of self, removed the afflictions, so there is no longer any obstacles for him or for her to understand another Buddha. And the Buddha is, cap- is supposed to be able to understand non-Buddhas as well. Because one of the ten titles of the Buddha is understanding the world of man. Understanding the world. Loka Vidu. Understand the world of man and woman with all their suffering, their miseries. And out of that understanding, the Buddha has proposed uh, the methods of practice that can help them to transform these afflictions into joy, into happiness. The kungan that is uh, presented here aims at helping you to understand, to know, to understand more of yourself. Who are you in the world? Why do you suffer so much? Why do you have to bear so much suffering? You believe that you are an entity That is uh, separate, separate from other entities. You believe in itself. You believe that uh, 
that you are not the other person. And when uh, you come to Buddha, to the Buddha as a teacher, the Buddha told you that uh, when you look deeply into yourself, you know that uh, you are not uh, really yourself. You are your mother, you are your father, you are your ancestors, you are your children, and you begin to have uh, a broad view about yourself. You are not caught into your idea of yourself anymore. And this Kung An is an invitation, extended to you so that you have an opportunity to question yourself. Who am I? Why do I have to suffer so much? In fact, because, in fact, we suffer, we have suffered a lot because we don't know who we are. We think we have thought of ourselves as a separate entity. But when we begin to see that we are the continuation of our ancestors, we are the continuation of our father, our mother, and we are the source of our children and their children, we begin to see that to see the nature of our nature of non-self, and we begin to suffer less. And the moment when you understand yourself better you begin to understand who the Buddha is. Because you are going in the direction of becoming a Buddha. You are releasing your views about yourself. You know more about the nature of interdependence. You know that there is no self. You know that everything is uh, connected to everything else, and you discover that there is no real self, and you begin to discover who the Buddha is, because the Buddha is a human being that is free from this uh, notion of self. The Buddha has the wisdom that helps him to stop uh, suffer that helps him to help other people. And that is why um, finding out who you are uh, will help you to understand who the Buddha is. Although in the Kung An, uh, it does not say so. In the Kung An, it seems that you already know who the Buddha is. What you don't know is yourself. But before, uh, before practicing, before looking deeply into yourself, you might, you might have the idea 
that you already know who the Buddha is. What you don't know is yourself. And that is what uh, seems to be not uh, not okay, not not correct in the Kung An. So I told an audience of uh, 5,000 people in the Dongkok University, if you know that you already, if you think that you already know who the Buddha is, you are wrong. Uh, my translator could not translated, not because uh, the sentence is difficult, but because he's not, he has not, he is not used to listen to something like that. Everyone believes that he or she already knows who the Buddha is. Like in Christianity, uh, many Christians, the majority, not to say all Christians, or they uh, say that they know who God is. Who God is. In fact, that if uh, you don't know who you are, well, it's very difficult to know who God is. So looking deeply into yourself and find out who you are, and that is... Uh, the better way to look for God, to, to see God, to get in touch with God. The practice of mindfulness, living every moment of our daily life in mindfulness, help to free ourselves from the kind of uh, suffering, the, from the kind of miseries that we, we undergo every day. Because uh, when we practice uh, walking, sitting, eating, drinking, working in mindfulness, we continue to get in touch with uh, ourselves, with the, the wonders of life that are within ourselves and around us, that bring us uh, a lot of uh, pleasure, a lot of happiness, that bring us a lot of healing. And having tasted uh, that kind of joy and healing, we'll be more able to let go of the many other things that we have been bound to in the past. You are ready to, to release, to the release the things that have made us suffer so much in the past. I have always uh, told my friends and students that anything you you learn
whether that is a, a Dhamma talk or a sutra or a teaching. That you have to ask the question, what does it have to do with your own suffering? When you learn, when you study the Lotus Sutra, you ask the question, what the Lotus Sutra has to do with my suffering? I should learn, study the Lotus Sutra in such a way in order to to have tools in order to deal with my suffering. When I study the Sutra of Mindful Breathing, I have to ask the question, what the Sutra of Mindful Breathing has to do with my suffering? When you are given a Kung An, to practice, like uh, who is the one reciting the name of the Buddha? You have to ask the question, what does this kunan have to do with my suffering? Why do I have to practice it if it does not have anything to do with my suffering? And suddenly you have an opportunity to understand the kunan. Because the one who recites the Buddha's name does not know who she is, who he is. That is why there's a big distance between him, between her and the Buddha. That is why uh, he or she still have to undergo a lot of suffering. So looking into himself or herself, in order to discover the nature of uh, interconnectedness between himself, herself, and the rest of uh, the world, is a kind of a practice that lead, that will lead to the transformation of the suffering, because uh, that kind of right view is not there. That is why that person continues to suffer. A right view here, relationship. And it is why uh, meditating deeply on this kungan will help release the suffering in yourself. It is not uh, something intellectual uh, that you have to handle. It has to do with your own suffering. And uh, mindfulness, as is a practice, uh, while you breathe in and you breathe out, mindfulness, as it is a practice when you walk and sit down, mindfulness as uh, it is practice when you wash your bowl, uh, look after a vegetable garden. That mindfulness is already the Buddha. 
because mindfulness always leads to concentration and to the insight. And that insight will help you to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you also know who the Buddha is. So everything is uh, connected. There is one thing I like my friends, my students to remember. Don't allow the mental discourse in you to carry you away. Don't be a victim of that mental uh, discourse. It will continue to bring you very far. It will not allow you the chance to be yourself, to be free, to live your life. Stop that kind of mental discourse and begin to embrace life deeply. Using your steps, using your breath, using your smile in order to recognize yourself, to recognize life, to embrace it fully and to enjoy, because to be alive in this moment is a very wonderful thing. To be alive in this very moment is a very wonderful thing, is a miracle. 